Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Wild Wasteland. As always, I'm Dean Maldonado. With me is uh, the beautiful Michael Johnson. What's going on? What's happening? Vodka and club soda. No, vodka and uh, bowls of red. Red Bulls, thank you for your sponsorship. Yeah, you didn't give us wings, but you gave us at least two cans. Two they, ca- they, they, two they, cans give, they give hot girls a full car and unlimited Red Bull, but they give us, us schlubs, just two cans of Red Bull. No, we only got the one. We had to, sh- we had to split it. Well, I drank... A- oh, yeah, you're right. We um, totally only got one one can of Red Bull. <laughs> you fucking prick. Um, what are we talking about today? Oh, um, well, I mean... I've been sifting through the Tesla files, and um, oh, is this part two? You know, part two of an ongoing series of Nikola Tesla. Before we jump into that, okay. Before we get to, uh, as I like to call it, Tesla Two Electric Boogaloo. Boom, 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 boom. It works for it, you know. Yeah, I like it. He is electric. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about Area Fifty One. It's in the news right now. Well, and and then you're 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 on you're in dire straits about this whole thing. You're, you're, well, you're do we? Re- I don't really want to talk. I don't really want to broadcast what my what I'm angry about. But no, no, you don't have to. But yeah, no, like we had the potential to be millionaires. Yeah, we actually we we we. Uh, it was Michael. Michael was offered the deed to Groom Lake back in uh 1919 yeah. from um the original owners of Groom Lake uh, which the Native was, Americans n- well no the Native <laughs> Americans wanted nothing to do with it it was a dry little salty bed we like it it was it was owned by uh, an English company called uh Groom Lead Mines Limited oh and they were uh they were mining for lead and silver back in 1864 they did it until 1818 and they resumed a little bit in the early 50s but how much lead did they find? Enough to uh, poison a nation. <laughs> I got some lead for you. But it is a uh, it's an interesting place. Um, I like this concept. Like you mine the lead, you have the property, you sell it to the government, you make bullets, you sell the bullets back to the government. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Well, it, so the, it's the, like it prints money. The the crazy thing is that um, really the. The name Area 51 just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, there's not like an Area 1 through 50, is there? Well, so people originally thought that um, that the name of it, Area 51, was because of a... Uh, there were these maps made because they tested a shit ton of um, bombs. Yeah, you should look at, Lake. look at Google Earth. Like, it's crazy how many craters are. Like, it's insane. There's like 2,000 craters around Area 51. Yeah, well, they used it. It was called the Nellis Bombing Range Test Site. And, nice. Um, That's pretty sexy. That's a good name. But the thing is that, like, that part of Nevada was it, it's like from there over to like just north of Flagstaff, Arizona, is all just like government testing grounds. Yeah, no, it's the it's the best place for a government to test because it's just a flat, nobody wants to be there surface, surrounded by giant mountains. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I was even watching this this morning on the news. They uh. North of Flagstaff is where they act, they they bombed the shit out of the ground to make it into, um, a lunar testing facility. That's where they train all the astronauts. Right, a lunar testing facility, quote unquote. Not a definitely not a film studio, quote oh, unquote. It, it would not be able to be dressed up well enough to look like the moon. Uh, the 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 ground <laughs> looks lightly like what the moon might look like, but like. 
the fact that you have the sun shining and birds chirping and like just take the sound green out. grass in the background on the mountains. Burn it. Like burn it. It's really wouldn't be worth it. Um but so basically when they were when they were doing those uh those tests, the Nevada test range made a topographic map mm-hmm. and broke it up into areas. And um it's adjacent to Area 15, but really still does not make sense as to why there'd be a 51. Interesting. Uh, Area 51 is also sometimes known as uh, Dreamland and Paradise Ranch in uh, different documents. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Sounds like a pedophile ring. Well, so the thing that was interesting to me is that I didn't know that it was originally a mining facility. I I had no idea that there was anything there. Which makes a lot of sense that the majority of the facilities of Area 51 are, are underground. underground inside the mountain. Same thing with uh, Britain's Area 51. They have, uh, it's an old, I want to say chaff mine or some some type of mine, but it's just like huge, like miles of tunnels underneath this one like property. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, that's where, that's where Britain does all their Area 51 shit. And it's just like, it has to be on a former mine. Like it has to be. Just miles of tunnels. It, I mean, yeah. Well, they um. So it's owned and operated by the Department of Defense and the Air Force and the CIA, which is easy for the government to do because that makes them. It gives them the ability to be like. Oh, I'm sorry. The CIA has nothing to do with that facility. You gotta go ask the Air Force. And then the Air Force uh, will be like, "Oh, we're so sorry. You gotta go talk to the Department of Defense." And the Department of Defense is like, "You know what? We'll write a memorandum to the CIA for you, and we'll try and find out what's going on." I love how you became more of like a a fucking West Coast hippie as you went on. Like, yeah, you gotta talk to the uh, that's Air Force. that's what they do. Yeah, they they just send you on a fucking loop, like a goddamn yeah, a run, a run around. Yeah, they giving giving you the run around. Yeah, like a Cali surfer trying to sell you some really like hope beads, man. They, oh, they man. you hold them on your wrist. Dope. And the great part can is I that buy it's them? like secured, so like it won't fall off when you hit a gnarly surf. Sweet. Dude, can I can I buy it? Yeah, it's like seventeen hundred dollars. Whoa, dude. Um, brutal. <laughs> fucking bummer, dude. Now, if if you look into the history, you know, just kind of a uh, a breeze over of Area 51, right. all you're really going to find is a list of the different planes that they tested there and, um, you know, a list of different conspiracies that have spawned from it. Yeah, like literally every conspiracy since 1954. Yeah. Now, the thing that is, the thing that interested me about Area 51 was to do with the movie uh, Independence Day. Yeah, because that's where the alien craft was, that's where the, the dead body was, that's where well, Will Smith is. not even that. Okay. But when Independence Day first started uh, filming, right. the U.S. government was all for it. And they actually um, loaned legitimate aircrafts and uniforms and like personnel to the studio to film this movie. Yeah. With the stipulation that they never mention Area 51. 
And the director was like, yeah, no, we're like basing the majority of the movie at Area 51. And they pulled everything. (laughs) And they were like, yeah, have fun making it, assholes. Yeah, you fucking German. They just, they just, they didn't want anyone to know about it. I mean, it wasn't until 2008 that they officially acknowledged Area 51's existence. Yeah. And actually, they had to do it because of um, Independence Day 2. No, because of a. uh, So. This guy, Dwayne A. Day, published um, an article in the Space Review called Astronauts in Area 51, the Skylab Incident, in 2006. Now, it's based on a memo from 1974 mm-hmm. to the CIA director, William Colby. Yeah, man. Uh, and it reported that astronauts on board Skylab 4 had inadvertently photographed a certain location. <laughs> Now, they said that there were specific instructions not to do this. Yeah, not to release this picture. Only the location, and this was literally the one and only location with that instruction. Mm -hmm. Uh, The name of the location was obscured, but the context led Day to believe it was Groom Lake. Now, Day argued that the CIA considered no spot on Earth to be as sensitive as Groom Lake. And... um. There were handwritten handwritten remarks from Colby. Yeah. Basically saying that he's like, okay, well, you got to let it go. He's like, if anything, we have to let the photos go because uh, he goes for three reasons. One, the USSR can already see it from their own satellites. Son of a bitch. He goes, two, what the fuck does it really actually reveal? <laughs> And three, if it's exposed, don't we just say it's classified USAF work that's done in there? Yeah. And so they release it, and that's when they acknowledge Area 51. Now, that's kind of feel that kind of feels kind of sad, you know? Like America just, the government just wanted one thing to be secret. Like, come on, guys! Like, we show you everything else. Just let us have this one secret base. I love that you say (laughs) that America shows us. Everything else. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, hey, what do you want to know? <laughs> what do you want to know? Okay. Yeah, no, we'll let Good. you know that one. But Area 51, come on, that's the one thing. The well, one and, thing. and what's really interesting is that there was a, uh, it was back in the um, in the late 80s, uh, there was a group of people that sued. It was in the 90s. It was during the Clinton administration. Well, it started before Clinton yeah, actually no. came to court during Clinton. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It was uh it was through the EPA yeah. that these people were being poisoned by these random chemicals that were in their water and so Rutgers University tested their uh tested their fluids and bodily liquids and they did find like four or five different contaminants. No, there were burning materials at Area 51. Like they're just lighting shit on fire. Yeah, yeah, but they with like jet fuel or some shit. What I'm saying is that the people who complained had blood work done at Rutgers University in New Jersey and they found like five different chemicals (laughs) that should never be near the human body. How did you do this? We were burning uh, fucking garbage at Area 51. Area 50 what? Yeah. It doesn't exist, dude. And Bill Clinton, the, uh, the supposed... President who wanted to know about aliens the most yeah. <laughs> was the one who put put his foot down and literally made a presidential decree. You can't sue the government or something, right? Or something. Well, no, that that um, 
that basically that it wasn't that they are protected. Oh, yeah, of course. That because the documents about what they do can't become unclassified because of security issues, that even if they're sued, they don't have to declassify certain, really anything. How bad do you want to look at those documents? I want to look at a lot of their documents rather rather badly. Um, like, you are all about these reading documents. Well, it's where you get the most shit. Yeah, like, yeah, I get it's, it. it's hard to filter it. You know, they, they... These are written from the, the documents of people that were actually there. Exactly. Yeah, so it's like... It's it's the best first-hand resource I can possibly get my hands on. So why are we talking about Area 51? Um, well, I mean, you're right. They're, all, they're in the news. There's a... Uh, there was a Facebook group that was started a little while ago, about a month, not two and a half months ago. Yeah. And um, it really started to gain traction in the last probably two and a half weeks, which huge, is- Huge, uh, traction, yeah. Which is everyone's storm, Area 51, they can't stop all of us. Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good mentality. It has, uh, at this point, I think like 1.7 million people. Yeah, all the normies found out. Uh, um, everyone's mom is liking it, going yeah. to it, and like- all, I'm gonna go there too. All the all the Europeans are saying, okay, on the same day that the Americans are, you know, giving their lives to find out this information in '51, you know, they're like, oh, we should storm the Vatican, or oh, we should storm Nestle. Or see like, now, this, I'm I'm with the storm the Vatican. Yeah, yeah. I want to see what's in Nestle. the fucking Vatican's vaults. The no, Va- there is some the Vatican crazy ha- shit. They have. They have a copy of almost every single book ever written. Yeah, it's like the Library of Congress if the Library of Congress was around at the beginning of time. It was like if the Library of Congress was able to absorb all of the shit that was in the Library of Alexandria <laughs> before it burnt down. Yeah, they're the And then uh, they add it to all of the online ebooks that uh-huh. Amazon has. Oh like, wow. That's what they have down that's there. That's ridiculous. But instead of just like ninety eight percent being shitty mom little <laughs> like rom com dramas or, or those steamy like dinosaur sex books. Dinosaur sex books. Yeah. I love those. Have you ever seen those? Like yeah, they're, they're, I fucked a raptor. Yeah, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> and people read this? I jerk off to it. Instead of that, it's like very influential texts. Yeah, from the last like two thousand years that have been stomped on. Um, what is this? Oh, that's Pope Alexander the Third's footprint. Oh, interesting. It's like, oh, uh, that's uh, that's the Book of Mary. The Book of who? You know, Mary. As some dumb whore. She's the one who uh, shot out that kid that one time in the desert. When? Uh, few. Sometime in July. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so you know we. Because we we've we've talked about Area Fifty One a good amount of times because it it is where a lot of shit goes down. Yeah, it's definitely the most American conspiracy bad guy looming presence in most uh, most theories. Yeah, it really is because it's kind of like the uh, the Office of Alien Property. Oh yeah, it's kind of like that. We're uh, like we're bringing that back. You from don't last really episode? know what's in there, but you want to. It's like the uh, at the end of the day, it's, there's probably just a bunch of just random papers that don't oh, yeah, mean no, jack shit to it's anyone. It's all garbage. Yeah. yeah, but you find that one one key document though. That one that one. You all you just need one... is a good page. Exactly. Like uh, I I bet all the I, like Indiana Jones and the Temple of uh, the the first movie Raiders of the Lost Temple, Ark. I bet there's like that. 
They just have like a room just filled with wooden boxes and weird shit. Most likely. Aliens um, and now now we uh in our in our last episode on Tesla, we talked a lot about the uncovered files that the FBI had had on them. Mm-hmm. Now, since then, I have found there's a really fun little show. They don't do a great job um, of actually delving into what the files are about. Mm-hmm. But what they do a good job of is finding more. Because it's called it's called The Tesla Files. Yeah. Um, it was a history show. Ran oh. for like six episodes or something like that. Okay. And it's uh, a world-renowned physicist and an electro electric engineer who are basically trying to go through the they 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 read part of the files I'm sure mm-hmm. because all that they keep mentioning is that it's noted in the FBI documents that Tesla had eighty trunks of notes yeah and. The when they were when they sent everything they had to Yugoslavia to go and be in the um Tesla Museum. The Tesla Museum, yeah. The Tesla Museum only received sixty cases. So they were trying to find what happened to the missing twenty cases and what was in it. Well, how big is a trunk? I mean about probably three and a half feet long and about two and a half feet deep. How big is a case? That's a different story altogether. Yeah, like, the the trunks that he was using were like not small. They're they're yeah, like no. what you see the fuckers in Harry Potter lugging to the train. Okay, they're and big. Like, are we talking about like briefcases? No, because no, like no. if they like, had eighty, like one trunks, of these trunks could probably fit like twenty briefcases. That's what I'm saying. They're big as fuck. Now the thing that really is odd to me though is that. There's all this discussion in the documents and in the uh, in the show about these trunks and about Tesla's notes, even though one of the most commonly noted things throughout his life was that he had very bad handwriting and did all of his work in his head yeah. and didn't draw schematics nor take notes. Mm-hmm. So I'm left to wonder why the fuck why were there 80 trunks worth of anything? Because he's losing his mind. What do you think? I, I mean, maybe mm. now one of the things I've been really, uh, well, cause they, so they, they test a lot of his stuff, right? Like they test yeah. his, um, his experiments in Colorado where he was able to walk out into a field and put light bulbs on the ground, walk away and they lit up and they were able to do that. Right. Using his using a Tesla coil and um and a gardening nail, which goes like fifteen inches into the ground. Okay, more fucking piercing the ground. Yeah, because the ground is an electric conductor. I get it. That's what they're saying. trying to prove. Yeah, which has always been nuts. seen as the false. Gr- yeah, the ground is the like the reason why they call it a ground wire is because there's no electricity in it. Exactly. Now so this guy's disproving the concept of the ground. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so they went in another episode to his facility where he built the giant Tesla tower, which was like 187 the feet Death tall. Tower. 
And what they were doing, because the tower was taken down a while ago, but the the structure where it was sitting is still there. And uh-huh. so they actually they used um, radar ground scanning technology, and they made an image of what was underneath there, which was what they believed mm-hmm. would have been uh, like a downshaft and then a network of tunnels. And there is. Now, they don't know how to access the network of tunnels, but they found that there was a network of tunnels basically grounding this giant tower to hopefully utilize the Earth and the ionosphere mm-hmm. to send electricity across the world through the ionosphere. And now Tesla was trying to do this like 40 years before we knew about the ionosphere. That's nuts. It's fucking crazy. Now and I mean everything about everything about Tesla is 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 incredible. Yeah, and it really makes me question what you know the American school system teaches because uh, yeah. you're starting to question it. Well, mainly because of what you said last episode. Oh yeah, it's a very commonly held belief that. Tesla was a nobody, that Tesla died penniless and alone, that he was yeah. in love with a pigeon. He uh, listened to uh, radio waves and went crazy. Yeah, and, and that's what people believe. Yeah. But that's not true at all. Mm, the FBI killed him and no, stole he his was, trunks. He was a very wealthy man for the majority of his life. Yeah. Now, he didn't spend his wealth in the way that most people did back then because he kept putting it into his research. Mm. Instead of but, blowing it at the casino. But he was a very wealthy man. I even found out during this that in, in his last years of life, he was being paid uh, a stipend of, um, I think it was like, yeah, he was getting paid $4,000 a month it's good money now. Yeah. He was, and that was back in 1943. Jesus Christ. Started in like 35. He was just getting regular payments, basically almost as like a pension mm-hmm. from different countries that he had built things for. Yeah, no. And so it's not like he never sold his patents. He never wanted to sell his technology. He just wanted to give it away and make the world a better place. But by doing that, he did gain a vast amount of wealth Mm -hmm. that's why he was able to live in the new yorker hotel which was the swankiest hotel of the time in a two-bedroom conjoining room for like the last five years of his life now i know i was penniless that was probably four grand a year a month easily but god damn it so let's get back into these documents right we okay last episode we got to uh we were exploring the Basically, Tesla's the, life, yeah, going through it, getting to know the man a little bit more. And kind of trying to... Basically, just watching the, the FBI's rigmarole of sending people on wild goose chases. Yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was a funny aspect of it. Like, uh, Yeah, my God. They, J. Edgar Hoover just said everybody Hoover just something. crushing people's dreams. My God, I just want to know... Uh, yeah, there's nothing here. Bother somebody else. Yeah, go like, ask that other department. That's not us. That's not Like us. you said uh, about Area 51. Like, it's, oh, go talk to the DOD. Go talk to the FBI. Go talk to the uh, CIA. Mm-hmm. Just, I constantly... That's, this is what the government does best. Yeah. 
But what are we doing today? Like, what are we doing? What are we learning about? What, do we, what are we well, getting into? So, the second half of the first batch of documents that I have, basically page um, 150 through like 250. Yeah. It's a different set of documents basically referencing to the first set that we talked about last week. And so the entire thing is a cross reference. Okay. Now, a lot of the documents I have read before mainly because they were in the beginning and now they're basically just trying to check that everything is making sense. Mm, Doing some research. Yeah. So it starts obviously by noting the time of death of Tesla. And as we know, uh, the FBI has to recant his entire life story in every fucking document. Uh, and then it brings back up in the file about um, Sava Kosnovich. Okay. Tesla's nephew who he hated, the one that was the FBI uh, informant that was sent to get the documents. Yeah. Now, we learned in the first half that um, Kosnovich was sent in after Tesla died to recover a lot of his artifacts and also to try and be the next of kin to get things away from the office of alien property. Yeah. Now, the files dated January 9th, 1943, which is two night, two days after Tesla's death. Oh, they waited at least a, at least a few days. That's yeah, nice. yeah. It brings out this fun little story again. It was pointed out that Mr. Doigan uh, had given... Uh, yeah, pointed out to Mr. Dogan, given that Sava Kosnovich, George Clark, and Kenneth Swayze uh, may have committed a burglary violation by entering Tesla's room after his death, and particularly by using a locksmith to get into a safe containing some of Tesla's valuable papers. Yeah. And we talked about that in the first one, where they possibly stole his medal. Oh, yeah, they definitely stole his medal. Like, mm-hmm. no one could find it. They exactly. still haven't found it, have they? No, they still have not. Um, so what did they do with the fucking metal? I don't. They probably just kept it. Like what? Or I, melted it down. <laughs> they took his metal and melted it down. It was solid gold. Oh my god! What a that would be the worst fucking thing. Like Jagger Hoover melted it down himself, like in his own kitchen. <laughs> Fuck these uh, Eastern European cunts! <laughs> just like yes. get my dress. Well, so now we get then we then we get two documents in a row, which is classic FBI. The first one Classic. states how they're sending Kosnovich in to get the things from Tesla. The next document is uh, stating how they broke into the safe after Tesla died. And then right after that comes good old J. Edgar Hoover, mm-hmm. who then is proclaiming that Kosnovich is a spy, that he's a communist. And that he's a uh, he's a spy trying to work for Yugoslavia. Oh my god! And that Yugoslavia has been paying him a salary of uh, twelve hundred and fifty dollars a month. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Everyone fucking knew that. Like, literally, he's not a spy. He was the ambassador <laughs> to Yugoslavia for the American <laughs> government. He's a diplomat. He literally was a diplomat. Okay. And he was the head of like the Yugoslavian party in America. <laughs> like there was. It's a good cover as a spy. You, I, I, I'm, I am I everything guess. from my country that I represent. Definitely not going to maybe tell them anything. Right? It's like, what? He's, his entire job is to 
be good relations between good between America and Yugoslavia. Yeah. Pretty bad if you're a spy, though. But so we get to the the question, right? Like, why is the FBI even feeling the need to cross reference this? Why I, why is the FBI cross referencing referencing this? Well, it's uh, because of a letter that was sent to J. Edgar Hoover on February twelfth, nineteen thirty seven, which um, it got uncovered right at the beginning of the cross reference, which sent them searching for a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Now here's the here's the letter in its entirety. Okay. Okay. Dear Mister Hoover. I do not know whether or not the recent series of air crashes on the West Coast has attracted the attention of your department or whether, if investigation were uh, indicated, the jurisdiction would be your own. An idea as to the cause of these crashes has occurred to me. However, I thought it might bear a bit of checking up. If you will check newspaper files as far back as 1934... uh, I believe you will find that the earliest of the unexplained and apparently unexplainable crashes occurred about that time. As I remember the events, it was during that year that three small planes exploded in the air over Texas and southwestern Kansas and Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. These crashes were not, uh, were not accounted for. Either by subsequent investigation where the plane occupants were killed, or by the experience of surviving plane occupants in one following in, in one case. Following these tragedies, uh, there came a lapse of about a year after which there occurred, likewise without apparent reason, the series of crashes which cost the lives of a senator of uh, Newt Rocken. And a number of others. All crashes, again, occurred in the South and Southwest. Again, there was a lapse of time. This was not quite a year, and there started a worst series of air disasters the country has yet seen. One plane lost in the Southwest and and not yet accounted for. One plane crashes into a mountainside within sight of its airport. And now, the most recent incident... The falling of a United airliner into San Francisco Bay while circling its airport, preparing to land. Now, in this recent incident, the experience of the radio operator uh, at the airport seems to me to be highly illuminating. This operator reported a soft buzz interrupting his communications with the inner, uh, with, with the with the yeah his communication with the liner, a loud roar such as produced by the worst imaginable static, then silence. The plane had dropped into the bay like a plummet. Crack pilots do not suddenly become rank hams uh, and, and, and uh, bungle in handling a ship, nor do three motors or even two of large airliners stop simultaneously without extremely sufficient reason. Uh, these things might happen once or twice in a lifetime, They do not happen six and eight times a year. It is not logical that they should. To digress for a moment, I recall reading an article in the magazine a year or two ago written by Nikola Tesla, the inventor. The article dealt with a new invention of Mr. Tesla's, a giant induction coil which would project power, high voltage, through the atmosphere without the use of transmission wires. Mr. Tesla devoted some space to the possible social benefits that would result from the public uh, should his invention be perfected and become practical. 
I have not heard of Mr. Tesla now in two or three years. Perhaps he has left the country. Perhaps he is still here. He might still be working on the invention described as in the above-mentioned article. It might have been stolen from him. In any case, his views on the ideas presented by these two unconnected subjects uh, would be well worthwhile having. And if I had money, the money and the time, I should certainly make the effort to smoke him out myself. Uh, the thing is simply this. If one man can make an instrument that will project power through the air for even so short a distance as 500 yards, the then practical limitations of Mr. Tesla's device, it is entirely possible for another to project power for several hundred miles. And the effects of such uncontrolled power on metallic objects in his path is entirely unpredictable. Please do not think me a crank letter writer. Uh, I have not, I have never before written a letter of this type to anyone, but the idea seems, uh, seems to me within the bounds of possibility that I most sincerely feel fear. It will bear some practical study. That's crazy. Sincerely yours. Love. Redacted. Uh, Henry Hoover. But so that is really what kicked off this whole thing, is the fact that... That there's like eight mishaps in one year, and they're just like, well, this is impossible. And All they, of our guys... And they also weren't covering it. They weren't... There were... I mean, I... I went out and I tried to find it. it like news went, articles or whatever? Yeah, or like I went that. into uh, all my different uh, databases of old newspapers... What's that called? Like, uh, oh I, no, I don't do that. Where I have like the actual like, like fish or something, like something fish. You know what I mean? Mike microfish, where they would like scroll through. Oh like, yeah, old, yeah, yeah, on like the big ass chunky yeah. monitor. <laughs> yeah, no, not, you weren't doing that. No, you were I, in the I library. Have, I have certain websites that I that I can go to. Pornhub.com. Um, but I looked. I looked almost everywhere. I literally looked for uh, any any article about a plane crash from 1932 to 1936 and literally there was nothing. That's interesting. I can see that because at that era of uh, American uh, zeitgeist or mind mentality, nobody gave a shit about what the government was doing. Like, I guess, but like that, I get what that, or they why kept this it guy so is secret. Well, I get why this guy is, is concerned, right? He's freaking out. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, it literally to him, he put two and two together. Of Tesla made this invention. Well, he he uh, he, he had schematics for it. He didn't. Ma- oh, in his head, he he made no, it. No, he did make it. Oh, he made it. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah, that's what the entire Colorado facility was. I don't know. The center of the Colorado facility was a giant Tesla coil that was yeah, able to make millions and millions of volts. Yeah, I, I get that. That's the power relay. But we're talking about uh, like a death ray or whatever no no no. this isn't the death ray no it's like the ray that they shoot up in the sky and then the plane dies and falls or whatever well it that that's what he's saying this is this is actually a couple of years before tesla even went out and did the whole i'm i've almost perfected a death ray yeah speech um this, this is a couple of years before that oh okay this guy is literally just talking about how he knows that tesla has a coil yeah that he wants to shoot electricity electricity through the air and that he believes that either tesla himself Mm -hmm. 
or someone who's trying to perfect Tesla's stolen ideas, which was Japan at the time, is knock it, they're knocking planes out of the air left and right, and the government's hiding it. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that. Yeah, like um, a gun like that, the only thing that would limit you is the horizon. <laughs> yeah, like, like if that if that if it that, really that works. literally wouldn't even limit you because it would just follow the curvature of the Earth until it hit its target. I don't know. I don't think you could direct it like that. I think it would just be well, like it a wouldn't be able shot. To, it wouldn't be able to go out of the ionosphere, so it would just track with the curvature of the Earth. Oh, just be bouncing off of shit? Yeah. That would be funny. Like like a trick shot with your electricity gun, just shooting up. Like, I want to hit China. Well, we got to direct it towards this angle. And, and bank it off of Everest, and you're right there. That's wild. It just ends up in the Pacific somewhere. Yeah. Kills, like, some little... Boat. Some, yeah, some poor fisherman and <laughs> in, in like, the Maldives is just quietly fishing and just like <laughs> eviscerated. Like lightning coming from the sky and you're like, what the it's like a death lightning. Literally a death lightning, yeah. Oh, I wonder that that's happened though before. Like crazy lightning strikes. Makes you think. Maybe the government so this was someone in the government asking someone else in the government about this, or was this a person asking the government? Yeah, so it was a retired general of the Air Force who wow. was who so, was yeah, sending. This, was, this wasn't just some dummy. No, he was very concerned because it wasn't getting noted. Okay. Now, was there any answers in this or no? It was effectively, we'll look into it. <laughs> okay. It thanks. Was, it was. It was. Thanks for bringing this up. We'll look into it. Yeah. No. And now that, that was the end of it. Yeah. No. It always is. Yeah. We'll look into it. Yeah. You, no. You're not. You're not going to look into it. So they they kept moving. In the files, and uh, I'm furious now. I hate this. <laughs> I mean, there there's some interesting things that do come up in the files, especially when they're talking about. So there's a whole thing about how Sava Kosnovich, for some reason, I guess they considered him to be like a double agent because they kept spelling his name with a K, <laughs> and he kept spelling his name with a C. <laughs> and so they were like it is to be noted the subject's correct name is Sava M. Kosnovich and not Kosnovich as carried in reference letters it's like okay calm down um, wow I just love that an American like <laughs> intelligence agency like just completely fucking baffled because they misspelled his name yeah they literally switched one letter it's like whoa we hit a, we hit a brick wall on this one <laughs> Some dipshit put a K instead of a C. What an idiot. <laughs> no wonder he wasn't coming up in the double-checking his background. So the details of this, it's a uh, it's a letter from a New York field division from uh, February of 43. Oh, okay. So it's about a month after Tesla died. Oh, I'm sorry. And um, they're talking about this guy, Mr. Abe Spanel. Okay. Who's the president of International Latex Corporation. So obviously got some money. Uh, he advised the subject is presently the Secretary of State of the Yugoslavian government, which is Kosnovich. Mm-hmm. So basically Kosnovich and Spanel, Spanel was a very good friend of Tesla's. And um, he stated that he had more, th- that Tesla had more than 900 inventions and patents. Well, that's pretty good. Uh, Spanel stated that at one time, Tesla had an invention in which he was able to direct electrical current without the means of a conductor. 
he felt that this type of invention would be of invaluable assistance to any country for war. And for that reason, Tesla's inventions and patents would be put into the hands of the proper government officials uh, where they yeah, have been put to the best advantage for the United States. Now, oh, I, love, does, I love that. <laughs> he does not believe the subject is engaged in any un-American activities and oh. stated that he was more than willing to turn these patents and inventions over to the property to the proper government agency. He asserted that before Tesla died, he had spoken to the subject regarding his becoming a United States citizen. Um, they, were take, they were taking the proper steps to do that before Tesla died. Um, and that Spanel then handed all of Tesla's effects to the alien property custodian in New York City. Mm-hmm. Spanel advised that the day before Tesla had died, he tried to get in touch with the War Department officials in Washington in order that he might be able to make available to them patents and invent- inventions that he had developed. Yeah. The death ray. Oh. I imagine like a government, like military, would be really interested in a, a death ray. Yeah. This is also where Spanel talks about how the Yugoslavian government was sending Tesla money every month and as some sort of a pension. Okay. Uh, Weird. Let's see. He never, like, did anything for them. No, he didn't. Like, as soon as... Oh, maybe he went and, like, built them something that that we don't know about or they didn't cover fully. But... Yeah, then it goes on to elaborate, you know, that he... um. You know, it was the Century Magazine, Person of the Century. Uh, oh, they're just like sucking his dick. No, they're <laughs> just talking documents. about what he got, what he got uh, noted for. Oh, okay. But this is crazy, though. I like this. What's really interesting is when I was watching the Tesla file show, they were yeah. going into his room in the in the New Yorker, and there's a Tesla historian that works in at the New Yorker, uh-huh. and was showing them their power grid because at that time. So they were they were talking about how they believed that Tesla right. had been not even like forced to live there, but placed there because there were <laughs> FBI agents that were literally living on the same hall as Tesla, right? To keep an eye on him, like to keep him safe or to keep make sure to make where sure he was going, see what he was doing. Yeah, oh, okay. Um, the New Yorker at that time was the only. It was the only hotel in the world that actually ran off its own power grid. Power grid, yeah. This guy's all. Like, they had a power plant in the basement. I don't understand. That Tesla would oftentimes go down and work on. And there was a uh, there was a tunnel network to bring you from that hotel to other hotels in the area. Okay. So they believed that he could have you know moved his stuff and his trunks and all of his research back and forth in private. Right. Um. Do we know if he actually used? these tunnels or this is oh no he totally did oh okay yeah um and then we get to uh really what i consider the biggest red herring of this entire case more so than the non-conductor electricity that i didn't even understand what you said when you said it yeah basically he was able to influence electricity without having a conductor what's a conductor like what do you what even is electricity like i don't even know (laughs) All I know is that it's in the walls. Okay. And what carries it through the walls? Wires. Yeah, and what's inside those wires? Metal. Boom, there you go. Oh, is that the conductor? Mm-hmm, that's the conductor. Oh. 
See, you like hey, it's something that moves the electricity. If you uh, if you didn't take anything away from this podcast today, yeah, we're teaching you base basic basic science. Well, you know, we all need so basic basic science. This is really what I think is the biggest red herring of the entire thing is the fact that the head of the Office of Alien Property Custodian, okay, is a man named. John G. Trump. Oh. <laughs> John, his, his full name was John George Trump. Oh, wow. He is the paternal uh, uncle okay. of our president, uh, Donald J. Trump. Oh, my God. And he was the one who not only took in all of Tesla's property... But also was the one who catalog- went through it and sorted cataloged it all, it all and was he had the job to tell the government if there was anything of merit in it. Now and this man's a Trump. Yeah. Makes you think about that those emails, doesn't it, listeners? So a very short letter from him before he sent like a couple pages of his findings, he said yeah. It should be no discredit to this distinguished engineer and scientist whose solid contributions to the electrical art uh, made at the beginning of the present century to report that his thoughts and efforts during at least the past 15 years were primarily of a speculative, philosophical, and somewhat promotional character, often concerned with the production and wireless transmission of power, but did not include new sound working principles or methods for realizing such results. Truly yours, John G. Trump. Mm. Now, he enclosed a list that's titled The Abstracts of Dr. Nikola Tesla's Writings Retained as Exhibits for the Alien Property Custodian. And now I'm not going to read you this entire list because it's... Quite honestly, the entire alphabet's worth of uh, examples, and then two other alphabets of examples. What the fuck? It's a lot of examples. Yeah. So like here, like Exhibit A. Okay. Here we go. So the following papers, which are regarded as typical of Nikola Tesla's writings and thoughts of the period of 1925-1942 were removed for the purpose of of record and listed below in random order in which they are found, together with brief individual abstract. Exhibit A, possibilities of electrostatic generators. B, reactive forces of glycerin and dynamite. Exhibit C, process of degasifying, refining, and purifying metals. Uh... Yeah, how to generate high voltage and the acceleration of charged particles is literally just like a shit ton of notes that you are not allowed to read, but you have like a quarter of a paragraph of description from John G. Trump telling you, this updated document by Tesla describes an electrostatic method of producing very high volts of capable of great power. This generator is to be used to accelerate charged particles, presumably electrons. Like, the guy didn't tell you jack shit. (laughs) 
Yeah, I was about to say, like, that's the most nothing I've ever heard. Yeah. It's like this thing does a thing. And the worst part is that he also is like, yeah, and you can uh, reference this other exhibit that was a, this previously mentioned uh, where this method's outlined. And you go back there and the method's like, yeah, it was an incomplete method. <laughs> you're like, damn it. <laughs> There's nothing here. Um, and so, you know, the reason I call it a red herring is because, A, it's very long and kind of uh, obtuse. But the primary reason I call it a red herring is because it's John G. Trump. Right? right, yeah. Nowadays, anything involving any Trump makes people jump out of their skin and want to know more. Yeah. Which is why even within the last five years, there's been three separate occasions of a certain book becoming hyper-popular. Once was in 2015, once was in 2016, and once was uh, about four months ago. Stormy Daniels. Nope. The Adventures of Little Baron Trump Underground. Okay. It's a book from... Jeez, I've I've had it on my computer for years. It's it's a book from either I can't remember if it's from like the early eighteen hundreds or late seventeen hundreds. Oh, this is a this is an actual thing. Yeah, it's it's there's like four or five really really old German children books. Yeah, I can already of hear little the... Baron Trump and his dog, and they they're exploring this underground world, and he lives in this golden castle, and uh, eventually he effectively finds time travel. Oh. That's what the whole thing's about, is that he finds okay. time travel. He goes to the future and becomes president. And a lot of people... Um, a lot of people think that, exactly. That Oh, really? People actually think stupid shit like that? Yeah, mainly because the main character's name is Baron Trump. Yeah. Which is Donald Trump, his like, youngest little kid. Yeah, he That kid's name Baron. is Baron. And in the book... Baron is guided by his dog and oftentimes is found conversing with his uncle Don. His <laughs> uncle Donald. Right. So Is he a duck? No. Donald Trump. Oh my god. That's like literally the name of the character. Wow. And so people are like, okay, so <laughs> this is a weird book. It's very odd. And so they believe, you know. Some people believe that, oh, it's real, and they found a oh. way to to time travel. Yeah, Berenstein Bears. And I, uh, well, because when, when I first found that it was Trump, I looked into him, and he's an electrical engineer that's known for two inventions, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the first one is effectively chemotherapy. Well, Actually, that was the second one. Well, that's nice. Yeah, effectively chemotherapy, so like circulating radiation therapy. Oh, okay. The first one was uh, the 1.25 million and the 2 million volt X-ray. Now, all right, <laughs> both of those things were conceptualized and noted in previous speeches done by Tesla. Oh, are oh, you saying that he stole it? I don't know because that's the thing is that Tesla. What didn't operate like that with stealing and not stealing? Yeah. 
Tesla just kind of spewed out things that he thought, and if anyone picked them up and did something with them, he was happy. That's funny. So, I don't know if you can consider it that he stole them, because while, yeah, he could, he really, he had his grubby little mitts on as much Tesla shit as anyone ever has in the entire history of the world, besides Nikola Tesla himself. Let's see what happens with his nephew. It's elected president. Makes you think. Yeah. But... They uh they wrap it up pretty much pretty quickly after that, honestly. They uh have about ten pages of uh lists of all of Tesla's associates and how they were associated to him and where they are living now. Where are they living now? When was this when was this um document done, do you know? In the forties. Oh. Most of them were living in New York City. Oh. A lot it's insane. Like the the places where some of these people live, like nowadays are worth like fucking you know, Two four two to seven million dollars. Oh yeah, well that's just New York in general. Exactly. Like a shack is worth that much in New York <laughs> City. What are you talking about? And then, um, you know, it, it uh, had another sixty pages of them just kind of tracking the back and forth of erecting a statue. Oh, in, of Tesla in the museum? No, 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 in in Niagara Falls, because yeah, they should. His first his, big thing was his, his Tesla Dynamo. Plant, yeah. yeah, but. Really, a lot of the bullshit for it was, um, you know, so and so is coming to the dedication, and they had the whole written out speech that they were about to do, and so and so was attempting to go and got almost couldn't make it because they didn't have a passport and couldn't get over the Canadian border, and it was just a bunch of bullshit. That sounds like gossip. It really was. <laughs> is this the FBI. Like, it is the FBI. That's what like they talk some about. Sixteen-year-old girl, like, and then and then Becky couldn't come because she <laughs> had. <laughs> And then Karen, don't even get me start on that bitch. Oh my god, she forgot her passport. Oh my god, she came she over wore in the, the wrong same skirt. Dress. Um, but so, you know, then they then they go on to publicly attack the Yugoslavic party and say Good. that they're no. all communists. Well, they they probably are. And then it goes on to talk about how the Yugoslavic party are uh, working with the U.S. Army because. Uh, at that time, Yugoslavia got taken over and became Czechoslovakia. Yeah, this is during the Iron Curtain. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's before that. Because it ended with them discussing how with Czechoslovakia being under Nazi control, mm-hmm. they're very concerned because the majority of Tesla artifacts are now in Czechoslovakia Whoa. in Nazi control. That's how Hitler had the death rays. We'll have to see. Because when I get to these next documents, that's what it's starting with. Are we at the cliffhanger? Oh, yeah. That's going to be our cliffhanger for this week, my friend. Oh, jeez. That was fucking Hitler crazy. Hitler just took over control, and we'll see what he tries to make with this shit. Tune in next week to find out what happens to Hitler. Uh, spoiler. He win? Spoiler. He uh, didn't die because he had to reprise his famous role of dictator for uh, Iron Sky 2. do 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 you saw that, right? They, no, I saw the first one. I liked it. The, the second one's coming out. I can't wait. It looks even better. I'm it's that uh, they so it's it's post moon Nazi nuclear war. Yeah, no, I, I I saw the first one. The the surviving humans are living on the dark side of the moon in a small encampment. As you do, yeah. No, I get that. And uh, in the trailer, they show that. Hitler's still around, and he uh, is actually he attacks the uh, the human base by 
riding in on the back of a uh, T-Rex. <laughs> Uh, okay, Kung Fury. I, what the effectively, fuck? yeah. yeah like, this and is they terrible. they want to um like they have to fly into the center of the moon to find effectively like, the Holy Grail, basically this like certain atom that will heal all life or something. Oh. It looks, I mean, it looks just like the first one. Like, okay, super ridiculous, very fun, huge production budget. We're gonna have a review of it when it comes out. Probably not, but yeah, we, I'm that thinking whole that thing fell apart. I'm well. I do. I do still want to once after next week when we're done with the Tesla docs. Um, I think we should give the fans a uh, a fun episode. Remember okay. how we've always been talking about doing one from the perspective of someone living in a movie's world. Yeah, I remember you bringing that up to me several times. Yeah, I think we should do it soon. Okay, <laughs> I'll find a good movie for it. All right. But um, but yeah, that was the end of uh, Tesla Two Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, it would suck to live on the moon. Why? Because your days would be like two weeks long, and your nights would be two weeks long. Because the way that the moon, you know, full moon means that you have sun all day long. Well, why wouldn't you just move? Make, yeah, but you could just like make two. You could literally have like a a, a day house and a night house. Oh, you're just gonna live on one side of the house, one side of the world. Well, no, you live on both. Every day, you wake up on the dark side. You fly to the light side to do all your work. You do all your day. You go back over to the dark side, and you switch houses depending on which where, what part of the year it is. But you're just gonna be flying back and forth. That's too much of a hassle. Well, I can probably just take my Earth. rover, <laughs> zip across. I don't know. I think the moon's a little bit bigger than you think it is. It might be. It is, but at the same time, like thing. I mean, I, I know it's like a, it's like a, it's like a hollow planetoid satellite it's object. It's not but hollow. It just has lots of holes, like Swiss cheese. It's just super cavernous. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, last time that we landed on the moon, we landed an air, like a spacecraft on the moon. Yeah, nineteen seventy something. It let out a ring, like someone just n- hit a bell Bong. with a hammer. It let out a ring that was so loud that they literally uh, were recording it on Earth without their scientific instruments. You could hear like a. I want to. I want to hear the tapes. Do they have any tapes of this? Uh, probably. Supposed ring moon. We'll have to find out. Ring. But thanks for joining us. If oh. you have your own uh, conspiracies that you want us to take down, please just send it over to us on either Facebook or send us an email. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, and uh, by the way, our Spanish version will be coming out in uh, 2024. <laughs> we yeah. just have to learn Spanish fluently first, and then we'll do it for you, people. See, si. um, domo estas, por favor. You are so incorrect with all that. I know moon is luna, I think. I think. Yeah. I hope. All I know is that lengua is my favorite Hispanic meat. Ooh, it's muy delicioso. El pastor. Nah, uh, dude, you got to stick with lengua. El pastor. Some good tongue. Oh, yeah, tripe. <laughs> like pick intestines. Nah, tripe is... Uh, it's, it's intestines. It's tendon. No. Yeah, yeah. It's intestines. Oh, you're right, because I always order tripe and tendon. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're always like, give me the pig intestines and the tendons. Yeah, the only thing I can't eat in my pho is uh, meatballs. Uh, the meatball. I just don't trust them. I don't know what the fuck kind of meat. Yeah, meatballs are fucking disgusting. I used to eat, eat meatball sandwiches a lot, but now I, I... No, I just don't trust the pho meatballs because they're I don't too trust well compact. I don't need any meatball. All right, all right. Let's stop wasting these people's goddamn time. Have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next Wednesday. Remember, as always, you got to stay vigilant and uh, stay wild out there, people. Yeah. keep Don't run to Area 51. Yeah. And if you do, you're going to get shot. Remember that no one else is running with you until September 20th. Yeah. It's yeah. literally two months and a day away. Ooh. So don't be late. Don't Don't be late. <laughs> or do be late and just walk and, in when everyone's dead. Yeah, like like everyone, like the whole military is like, ooh, good thing we murdered all those uh, civilians running. All right, guys, 1. take 7. five. Let's go to Outback. And then <laughs> just one lone guy just runs in. Hey, he'll just walk slowly. He's just like he's just this... in a ghillie suit. He's been crawling for seven weeks, <laughs> just an inch a day. He showed up early and showed up late. That'd be impressive. He was like the Marines, first one in, last one in. <laughs> first one in, last one in. The only one in. You're like a grandpa that tells me that I went, I walked uphill both ways to school. I it's did. Like, what? How? Oh, well, you know, live, I did. I'm not very bright. In a valley and on top of a mountain at the exact same time? No, I just fucked up every day. I walked up the thing. I was like, I God didn't damn know it. my lefts and rights. It's a really... Inefficient route. Jesus. All right. I love you. Go fuck yourself. Don't tell my my mother, but I love you. (laughs) We need to be together. (laughs) Please marry me. Building slash your house, usually. Yeah. And um, how... You know, how much power are you using and X, Y, Z about it. Right. And they actually will, um, they sell a solar-powered grid for your home or building that is completely done with um, small panels that sit outside your window. I wasn't paying attention. This is solar panels? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a company, like you literally just send them like 10 pieces of information about this building including yeah. like the size of the windows and they will send you these solar panels that you just like attach to the windows and so like here's your window the solar panel just sit like right here and oh outside the window outside the window just okay. like at the bottom and like with one in each one of your windows you can easily power this entire building for free yeah and be off the grid I'm all about getting off the grid. Really, uh, you know. But in the winter, it gets cold here. So we use natural gas. You can't just, like, find natural gas. You got to, like, get it pumped in through pipes. Well, yeah, but what does that have to do with your electric bill? It has to do with the gas <laughs> bill. Yeah, but who gives a shit about that? Again, being off the grid means that not 100% of you is not on the grid. You can't be 99% off the grid. Because then you're on the grid. Well, to be fair, if you're 100% off the grid, yeah, then you're a dark spot on the grid. 
So you're still on the grid. If anything, to be truly off the grid, you want to have just like a foot and a half over the line and just keep like the heel on okay. the grid. Yeah. So you're not suspicious. Like if you jump right before an elevator smashes to the ground, you can like not get smashed. Yeah. I mean, or you could just look into how elevators are fucking made and realize that they'll never smash the way they do in the movies. They do in no. China. I've watched them. They don't. I've seen them do this. Literally any... I've seen them do this. Any any elevator that's been made since the 1990s has so many support cables that are literally... There's, yeah, in America, where we have like laws, like reg- you, regulations. Yo, you're, you're so right. No other country in the world has laws. They don't have the same kind of regulations. They're just like, yeah, put it up. How many cables you need in that uh, thing? <laughs> hey, just the one, you Chinese piece of shit. This sounds like an American. Well, this I, sounds I like an American has gone over to right. another country no, th- and that just was, tells a Chinese two piece Chinese of people shit. talking. How was that Chinese person talking? Let me do a, a, a stereotypical New York accent for you. A uh, hero. <laughs> oh, now I'm here in the New York. Where is your... Oh, God. No, you need to just Where try and sell me a Gucci bag and a Prada watch. You buy now. You buy. You I buy don't. it. No. You buy now. No, I'm looking for fireworks. Where is money? I'm sucky, for- sucky, fight dower. Holy shit. Did you see that video of the guy who... Uh, Got decapitated? Yeah, that was no, fucking... No, the one who... um Brutal. There was like a block party on his street that was getting out of hand. So he... Uh, he secured... Roman candles to a drone and flew That's this... That's what I... That was my fucking strategy. flew this drone and was shooting <laughs> fireworks at the partygoers until they I'm dispersed. surprised that it took this long. I had theory... I like When I first saw a drone, I was like, how long is it going to be until someone just puts a gun on that and just robs people? Well, I mean, there's only like four counties in the entire United States that are legally authorized to have armed drones. Doesn't fucking matter. We're and, talking about um, criminals here. No, 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 I get it, but... Oh, are you talking about military armed drones? Or no, like, no, I'm, I'm talking about like literally like, like a drone that you could buy that is armed. But Do the they come is, armed? No. Well, they oh. do sell them to the police armed, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean like... They, uh, they have to use non-lethal weapons on them. They, it's not called... It's less than lethal. There's no such thing as... They, they stop using that term. Well, I know, because their non-lethal weapons kill more people a year <laughs> than their fucking lethal weapons. Yeah, so they have to call them less than lethal, say, because non-lethal implies that you can shoot somebody in the head, and they're like, well, I'm perfectly fine. I was going to say, yeah, Danny Glover is uh, not killing as many people as stun guns. Boom, boom, shh. I'm too old for this shit. Exactly. And I'm not. <laughs> but, yeah, they can put, like, the beanbag guns, they can put mace, they can put yeah. tasers, they can put... Uh, no, I, I would just put a, a, a gun, a handgun, <laughs> and just like zip tie it or whatever. Do the robot? Yeah, but it would really. It would. I mean, the the force of firing the bullet. I don't think the it, it the drone would be able to like stay. It doesn't matter. Like we're not talking about getting into firefights. We're talking about. I'm like, just saying, like even just like if you were to like get it to shoot the one, like the pop. Yeah. Just that. I don't think it would shoot where you wanted it to. Okay. Just because listen. of the amount of force it needs to pull the trigger, and then the sheer force of the gun firing your drone would be like doing like backflips and shit and you shoot a random baby across the street listen you're not paying attention i've seen these youtube videos of these kids putting guns on drones and them working perfectly fine i'm talking about a drone just coming down right like you're walking you're dean maldonado you're walking home you're like 
yeah, I had a pretty good day today. And then this drone comes down with a gun and a bag in front of it. And the speaker says, put the money in the bag or else I'm going to shoot you. Are you going to say, oh, you know, if you shoot the drone, it's going to fly. Or are you going to be like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm sorry. What's going on? I don't know. Maybe I, I would just, be terrified. Maybe I'll just like run straight. Drones go. Drones love going straight. You mean zigzag. No, but zigzag. If, it, if it just comes down at me. Yeah. All I have to do is make sure that I'm underneath it. <laughs> you know? Then it just backs up. I don't know. Like That's the thing about drones. That, like, the, the, you're the, the safest place you can be from a drone is directly underneath it. Unless it's a drone from ISIS and they have grenades on it. You mean, you, a, about you mean a drone from America? No, like ISIS. With bombs on it? ISIS would buy like. $100, $1,000 drones and put, like, grenades on them and just fly them into Israel and just drop grenades. It was, like, essentially, like, huh. the modern-day bomber. Hey. At least they're, uh, you know, trying new things. Yeah, no, they're evolving. That's terrifying. The only thing I want evolving are my Pokemon and my stupid little Japanese emulator. <laughs> the Goodness. The only thing that 99%, 99.9% of people buy Raspberry Pis for? What? Pokemon emulators? Yeah, just like, I, need to, I need to play my Pokemon emulator. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the best games of all time. Okay, I feel like that's a good place <laughs> for you to for you to inhale the truth. Exhale. Nah, not much truth in there. But, <clears throat> should we just say hello to everyone, I guess? I don't know. I mean, they've been listening for long enough. Well, this is the end. Damn it, I always forget. <laughs> this is... <laughs> This is the last thing they're going to hear. So right, well, they actually have been listening. If you listen to this whole thing, send us an email. Yeah, please do. Please, for the love of God. We've been asking people to email us, and no one's... Yeah, my inbox is empty. I just keep sending you weird decapitation videos. Well, on that note... Goodbye. <laughs> and uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs>